Hi, I'm Lauren Dimmitt-Waters. Hi, I'm Alyssa Chapman. We're two New York City bloggers and influencers who have been covering beauty, fashion, and family life for what seems like forever. But now we're two women in midlife who want to discover all the secrets to growing younger. We're ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, lifestyle, wellness, and longevity. We'll unearth what works and what you shouldn't waste your money on. Even if it's crazy, we'll hunt down the latest and greatest to help us all get through this journey with a little humor. And a lot of moxie. We want to keep fighting that fight so we can grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey! Hey, Melissa. How you doing today? Oh, God. I am actually laughing because my sister just sent me an email. She just ha- she hadn't watched The Housewives in it like a million years. Okay. And she just watched it and was like, why is everybody blonde and why do they all have, you know, big red lips and like huge lips and they all, like, they're all starting to look the same, don't they? They all It's weird. It's like a look, bunch of Stepford Housewives. It, it, did you see the original Stepford? Of course. Stepford, of course. That movie changed the way I looked at Housewives in general. Yeah. And now we're going back to it. Isn't that scary? It's like we came so far and now we're going back. It, it, but, but the thing is, is that, you know, I, I think back in the day when the Housewives first started, I really felt like, you know, this could be a good thing. Yes. And they all looked very, they all looked very natural. I mean, they, a couple of them had well, like They looked a, real. Yeah, they looked real. Like, they looked I mean, like women you might know. They looked like women you might know. And they also looked, they looked kind of like pretty. I mean, they, they, they did. They, they looked like an older woman, pretty look. Older woman meaning middle age. And at the time yes. they came out, we were not middle aged. No, so, we weren't. Right, right. But or, I, but I had felt like, you know, I, I would aspire to look like them because they seemed like they were, they were in shape. Um, they didn't, yeah. you know, they, they. You know, they seem to have fun. But it was reality TV, hence they were real women. Right. It was the, it was the beginning of reality right, TV. Right, exactly. And then they, somehow along the way, they've morphed into, I don't know what, and some of them are unrecognizable. I mean, fast forward to now, and like my sister's laughing because she hasn't seen it in a while. No, can I ask, how old your sister? She's 40. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, so she's... she's She's because most of these housewives are in their 40s and 50s. Yeah, I, right. I feel like now, like, they're which, which should be temporary. Correct. Which would be fabulous for our cause of, you know, middle growing age, younger, growing younger. And, and they're here they are. These women, to me, they're representing this new they're like our new standard of beauty for they middle are, aged they, women. Oh, my God. Like, it's scary, though. Yeah, it's sad. I, it's I, sad. I've gone to dermatologists office mm-hmm. who are saying to me, oh, we just had this cast member from the Housewives of Jersey, we just had this one from New York. And like, this is what everyone wants to get done, whatever this housewife is getting done. And I'm thinking, I would never want to look like that. Well, they, they, they're they kind of, they all look the same. They're all starting to look the same. And I mean, okay, so let's be honest here. I mean, are you are you watching the Housewives still? Um, The truth is, is that I always feel like I'm going to want to watch New York and New Jersey just because yeah. I'm from New York and New Jersey. So like, I feel like that's, my comfort zone. Yeah. Although, especially like I live in Staten Island. So Staten Island, you know, it's very, a lot of the women remind me of the housewives of New Jersey. I'm of course, sorry. I think, well, I, think that's, I think that's the point of these shows is that no matter where you live, you, could, you can kind of relate. Yes. There's always, there's always some pocket of women, you know, that, I mean, even in my little town, outside of New York City. Mind you, I was living in New York City. Right, so did you recognize any of them as if being like New York City? Oh, yeah, not only that, one of them lived across the street from me when they were filming. So sometimes I would see, but they couldn't film at her building. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I knew, and I didn't even realize she lived across the street from me 
uh, until I saw a, a town car parked outside with her name on it. And I was like, oh, and then I then I did some a friend of mine said, oh, yeah, she lives and found her address. A friend of mine that's like really great at sleuthing. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, that's across the street for me. And, you know, doing back when I was doing. Living in New York City on the Upper East Side, which is where the, the haunting grounds of. of that was the, where the where, original where the house haunt, was. The haunting, were all, yes. They were basically all Upper, East, Upper side. East Side. And I would see them quite a bit. And then when I cover Fashion Week, of course, they were, you know, at one time I was sitting next to one of them. My girlfriend that I was sitting next to was like, oh, my God. I'm like, you want to switch seats? And she's like, yeah, because I could care less. Like, I could have cared less. And I've been at events where they're there. And it's like they're trying to like, ooh, a couple of the housewives are going to be here. And I'm like, yeah, so. You know? I feel like the I feel like for me it's all gone downhill in terms of like what I when I originally started watching them like I I really thought you know they had things to offer and I could relate to them and and I even like the way they looked but if you look at them now it's like everyone's shilling a certain product oh for sure they all have some sort of product they're selling right and you don't even know and like meanwhile you don't even know if any of it's been FDA tested you don't even know you know if, if it even works well do you know anybody that's that uses or wears do you know any do you know any anybody that uses their stuff i mean this i wonder if anyone's really buying those skinny jeans from bethany frankel uh, i'd say of all the housewives let's be honest bethany is like i've actually i've never even had her i mean people love her skinny girl martinis have you ever had one i've never drank one. skinny girl margarita Um, margarita um yeah i have (laughs) um but i'll do and i don't really like it i I taste chemicals but but you taste chemicals i taste chemicals and, and, but I'll tell you what's really funny is that when she before she launched that product line, if you remember, she would like go to a bar slash restaurant and order a skinny girl margarita and tell them how to make it. Right. So I, of course, I do that. Right. So I make her original recipe. The original recipe. Um, I make that myself because I like it. So you can just use any kind of yeah, it, I use, vodka. I use, no, no, it's it's tequila. Oh, it's so very you, good tequila. Okay. Uh, and I put in, uh, fresh lime juice, Okay, a little, um, Contro or a little, like a triple sack, a little bit of an orange liqueur, okay. a tiny drop. And then, uh, fresh lime juice, a little bit of club soda. And wow, you remember her exact recipe. Well, so I don't, I don't know if she uses club soda. Mm. I like little club soda. You don't have to use it or you can just do straight lime juice, but I think the club soda, cause it can be really tart and a lot. So okay. I like to kind of water it down a little bit of club soda. And if you want, I put like a little bit of Truvia or sweetener in it, but now I don't really add that to stuff. I'm kind of getting used to the sweetness, natural sweetness. So I drink it without that. But I order it all the time now. So, so, so if you get it in the bottle, it's, she it basically like has all the ingredients it's you just mentioned but, in the bottle already. Yeah, but it's but it's like oh, but that, but, simple to make. So right, why not right, make it and right. it tastes better? Sorry, sorry, Bethany. But I mean, I think of all the housewives, she's the one that like, well, it's she really did develop a product and she sold it for a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, wait, not like Sonia who had some a toaster oven. She got all no, different the, clothing lines. The clothing like, line. I don't even know. I mean, she's had, I mean, so many of these housewives have had so many businesses. I just feel like all the money that's been funneled into them and like what's really come out of it except for unrealistic standards of beauty. And wait, does Bravo get a piece of their business? Because they, they don't have a platform without that show. Right. You right. know, so like, you know, but, they but, don't. But they've also all, because of the, because of Bravo, been able to, you know, increase their Instagram presences. Oh, for and, sure. and, and of course, you know, the way it is with numbers, like numbers are what sells. So companies think if you have a lot of numbers, oh, we can just give you a product and you can just sell it on Instagram. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they're, I mean, so they're the it's new celebrity. celebrity. Right. I mean, they're, they're a new celebrity. They, they're, you know, is, is Bravo calls them Bravo celebrities or whatever they call them. 
I mean, it was just like BravoCon, which drew really big crowds of women that I would never have thought would buy tickets to go to see them. And I was like, wow. Did you get, I got invited. Did you get invited? I got some emails. Like, I did not get any invites to any of those Bravo Liberty. I, got, I, I, mean, I, got I was actually upset. I, I got a few, but I was kind of laughing. I mean, I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to say I'm, it's not because like, I'm like, oh, I'm too good for this. It's just like, eh, I don't care. I mean, no, I, I think when you live in New York and you see, when I see a real celebrity, I get excited. When I see like a reality person, not I know. so much. No, no, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. Like, I don't, you know, I don't look at that, at what they're selling or their standards of beauty and think that's what I want. I think that's exactly what I don't want. But isn't that sad? Because we didn't think that before. It didn't no, start that, that way. That, it didn't start that way. Right. But, but I've seen so many um, doctors who have done like side by sides of each yeah. Bravo housewife. And, and the transformation of all the fillers and every kind of whatever, whatever procedures they've had, how they've really changed their entire faces. I mean, well, you were, we were talking before about Vicki Gumbelson. Like, she's completely unrecognizable. Completely. Completely unrecognizable, as is Kim Zolciak. I mean, and, hello. And, and, she's and, a different person. And the sad part is that Kim, I always think of like, Nini always called her a wig. Because, you know, she was the, like the original white girl who like wore a weave. But I, but or like a wig, but hers never looked as good as like, you know, her the other Real Housewives. I always thought, and I always thought she didn't have good lace fronts, and but that's another story. That's another <laughs> I didn't notice that. I guess I'm not. I'm not big on. I don't notice those. Yeah, I, I, maybe I think if it's really bad, I notice. Yeah, it. I guess like you're like right. like her hairline always looked messed up. Although now you know, I'm you know she's done much better. But what's scary? What's scary to me is that I have an 18 year old daughter, and her daughter's 18, and the way her daughter is like doing all these procedures, yeah. I would, my daughter is, would never even like, it's not even in her radar, on her radar. Yeah, but if she had, a, if she had a mother, if you, as her mother started doing all this stuff right, to right, your face right, and you're sending the message then to your daughter that um, A, I don't like how I look and B, it's really easy to go turn yourself into something different. Uh, that's the message you're giving your daughter and that's what's happening. So she's seeing her mom do all this and she's not obviously comfortable with the way she looks. And like, I kind of understand that and a little to a certain degree. But when you're on TV, I mean, how can I say this? I'm all for changing something if you're really unhappy with it. But if you're feeling the pressure because you're on TV all the time. Right, right. That's different. And, you know, like, is it body dysmorphia? Like, do you see something like I don't know what the answer is. And maybe if you and I were on TV. Who knows? Maybe then we'd start being like, oh, I should fix this and I should fix that. And the next thing you know, you look like a different person. Or I, would we know better? I Well, I have to say this is a, an experience I'm having right now. Um, I had a couple of procedures done. Like I had about like five different, you know. Now, when you say procedures, clarify. Okay, so I These had, are in office. So like, I had all in office stuff. Okay. Not, nothing, you know, nothing, um, nothing invasive, but okay. I had. Uh, facial laser treatment. I had um, fillers under my eyes and then fillers all over my face. And I did all that within the span of like six weeks. And I had, a, and I, my face seemed to be like crying out for help. I, I had got really br- badly bruised and I started to get really nervous. Like maybe this is my face saying to me, you know what, Melissa, you need to like, just relax. Pump the brakes. Pump yeah. the brakes. You know, yes, yes, you know, I do see skin. Like, so I was supposed to get another procedure actually today. Oh. And I canceled. What, what were you supposed to get today? I was supposed to get all therapy. 
Oh, right. Okay. And I canceled and I rescheduled because I just feel like maybe getting so many things done all at once, um, it's not good for me. And I also, you know, I just feel like... Good for you. Something is... Something... I don't know, maybe because I, I had a lot of bruising after one of these procedures and my I was so worried that my face wasn't going to like, that mm. things were going to start shifting. And I got so nervous. Like I was like, well, bruising Whoa. is natural. I mean, when they're sticking a needle in an area of your face that's, you know, I mean, right, right. and it goes away, but it's right. like, what are you left with? I think you got scared, I, right? And I, what, I got so nervous, but right. I think that, you know, I'm also like very caught up in this. You know, we do this group growing younger. Where we're always, you know, everyone's like, it's not that we're so much like trying to recapture our youth, but, you know, I mean, I, I see pictures of myself. I'm like, I just saw I will, those Facebook memories come oh, up. Oh, God, they're and I, torture. And, and, and but like, to be honest, I feel like I look better now than I did then. But I think a big reason why was because um, I wasn't exercising. I wasn't eating right. So I don't know that it's so much that I've had procedures done versus no, you're that I'm treating just little, yourself better. I'm just yeah. treating myself better. A little so, more self-love. Right. So but I don't think that that's necessarily having all this filler done. But at no. this point, it's, it, you know, at this point, you know, you get to a certain age where, you know, you, you, you do. I, I mean, I am, I mean, I, I, the housewives, I loathe them, but at the same time, like I. You love I, to hate them. I love to hate them, but mm-hmm. I, but I also do covet like the way some of them do look so, you know, like they, they, they look plastic, but some of them still look like, you know, who looks great? Luann. Yeah, she does. But she looks like herself. She looks like herself. God knows though. Have you ever noticed though? This cracks me up. Okay. Tell, was it you? I was talking this about, with this about is that they film their season. Okay. They're done. And then they go on to Bravo and Andy Cohen does the reunion. Right, right. And so you've just finished watching a season. And then the housewife comes out and she always looks different than she did in the season you just watched. She's had something done because they wrapped filming probably months before this reunion. And this is why the reunions are so funny is because now they've all sat and watched it and they're sitting there (laughs) criticizing their looks, not to mention how they talk about each other behind their backs, and which we're going to talk about in a second. And they come out on stage and, you know, they're dressed to the nines, but half of them, they've they've definitely had something done over that break. So I think they're like watching it and then they get something done and then they come out and you've just finished watching the season. It's so funny. And they look different. I noticed Ramona every Oh, every, yeah. every reunion looks different than she did during the season. That's what every, I'm saying. And it's kind of fun to me. That's kind of why I watch the reunion. Even if I haven't watched the season, because I want to <laughs> see, you know, because, okay, here's the thing with me and the Housewives. I'm going to be really honest. Do I watch them as much as I used to? Heck no. Do I record them on my DVR? Yes. Do I watch them? Sometimes I erase them. Sometimes I put them on as background noise. Uh, you know, so I'll watch like a little bit here and there, but I'm not really watching it anymore uh, that much. Now, the New York one, I'm with you. I like New York. Because you know why they? I like to figure out where they are. That's like the I best know, part. To I me. know. I know. I also love to see like if I could figure out where they're living. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can I know? Can I notice which townhouse or which apartment building or be they're like, in? I know that restaurant. That's yes. such and such. Yes. You know, or yes. I like you know because I live there and and so I watched the New York one, uh, I, the Beverly Hills one. I love because it's so over the top. I mean, you know, those aren't even housewives anymore. They're just like they all look like drag queens, to be honest. I know, but <laughs> kind of. But they're all like now they're like you know actresses or they were actresses know, like you know all... like c-list actresses that are now reality stars and yep, and yep. you know it's it, that's like a whole other level right beverly hills so i kind of got a kick out of that one and but but you know am i why and now i hear they're gonna do one they're doing salt lake city yep. they're looking in chicago now and i'm like oh my god i'm watching it less and less and you guys are 
putting out more and more. Like, isn't, are we going to hit a saturation point at some, you know, like, I don't got it. Well, I, I think that you were just talking about something interesting, like are women, are we helping each other? Are we hurting each other? You know, are we like right now? Are we, are we like, are we bashing them? And are we making like, a, is that nice of us? Well, like, are we, are we being mean? Are we, are we not helping women like succeed and be good business women? Because we're like, all we're doing is nitpicking on their looks or how much surgery they had. And I don't really feel like we are bashing them. I think that we're saying like, I wish it was the, the housewives of that first season. Yeah. And it was so unspoiled. And like, maybe bring back like, listen, we, we even say in our tagline, go and go with a little bit of Botox and a lot of moxie, you know, yeah. a little bit of moxie. Like, I, I, I wish for the seasons of the original seasons of all of them, where they all really looked real. Okay, but let's, that's true. I want, let that absolutely. And I think like you turn it on now and you're like, whoa. And some look great. Some look fantastic. Um, I can't think of any offhand. Most of them look like drag queens. And, you know, and, and here we are, we're being kind of judgy. But at the same time, they're also on a reality show. So they pick to do this. And I mean, how many of them, now let, let's get past the looks. Okay, let's, let's move on to the, forget about how they look. Let, let's talk about the message that they're sending. Okay, let's yes. let's transition into that. Okay, because when you first watched the housewives, to me, they were housewives and they were doing like housewifey kind of things. Yes, they you were know, taking kids to school, taking kids to making school, lunches. And now most of them are divorced. <laughs> okay, um, I don't think any of them are. There's New very York few whose marriages have survived. I don't think any of them are actually. I mean, I think they're like. If there's like five housewives, maybe one of them is married. Actually, there's a couple, believe it or not, the New Jersey one. I think a couple. Well, yes, the New Jersey one, because you know why? Like I was. What? Because it's a very Italian-American cast. Oh. And and I feel like Italian-Americans have like a real loyalty to like family and like, okay. you know. Great. Because that's like the only one, even though I right. can't relate to them on so many different levels. Yeah, I can't but relate they, to them either. But but, but they, you know, they, they seem more, more. I'm just taking one by, for example. But. A lot of them are married, though. You're right on New Jersey. Right. But that's the only one I can think of where they've actually most of them remain married. But most like their marriages fall apart. And I can't mean you think about it. If there's a crack in your relationship, oh it's God. going to just crumble on TV. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, look at us. We're talking about them. But you know what, though? When you put yourself on reality TV, you open yourself up to this kind of criticism, yeah, which I, is why I would never do reality well, TV. I, did, I, did I tell you that I was this is funny. So I had a casting agent years. I was living on the Upper East Side then. So I had little kids and I had a casting agent call me. And of course, I took the call because I'm fascinated. And, you know, it was for a show. I don't even know if it ever got filmed, but it was supposed to be about tiger moms on the Upper East Side. Wow. Now, and I'm like, at this time now, you have to understand my husband and I were already thinking I'd had my second child. We already know we're leaving the city. And one reason is because I couldn't take what goes on I can on the Upper East Side or anywhere in New York, or East. And, you know, your kid's literally just out of the womb and people are asking where you're going to send them to school. I can it's only like, imagine. Uh, it's, the pressure is unbelievable. And I would like stick my fingers in my ears and be like, la, 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 I can't hear you because it's just not my bag. So like, I moved out to the Burbs because I just want my kids to go to a good, a, a very good school district, but I want them to go to public school if, you know, unless there's a reason that they can't, whatever. Um, so I'm not a tiger mom. So I said to this guy, like, how did you get like, just out of curiosity, I mean, he's talking to me. I'm like, and he's laughing because I'm like, dude, I am so not a tiger mom. I don't know who told you I'd be good for this, but you've been, you know. And so we started talking, was you'd be funny on another show. And I said, well, listen, if you're looking for a foil for your show, like someone that wants to tell these women that they're completely insane, <laughs> I'm your girl. OK, but I am not a tiger mom. Like, you know, I want 
you know, my kids to learn failure. But we could, we'll talk about that another time on parenting skills and in and, and middle age or whatever. And I, I realize that I'm older with younger kids. And, you know, instead of being like hyper, uh, you know, like, I, I just I thought I might be like one of those moms. I was like, oh, my God, I'm an older mom. So I'm going to be like, you know, with my like helicopter, ha- helicopter mom. And I can't I'm like. Nah, you know, teachers did well by me. Hopefully they do well by my kids. Like I watch what's going on, but I don't get like crazy involved. Well, well, I did just to talk about this very briefly. I know I have an 18 year old and I have a 14 year old and I, we did it. We were very like with our first one, I was very helicopter and I realized that it was huge disservice to her and slowly but surely she's learning how to do things on her own. My second one, I do nothing. I never did anything. And he's so self-sufficient. Love that. I mean, yep. like he doesn't need any help. And and people would be like, wow, are you ignoring him? No, I'm not ignoring him. I'm letting him figure, figure it, it out. out. Figure it out. Totally. Figure it out. My I daughter do- is now figuring it out, but it's been a much harder figuring out process because she really relied on us. Right. You know? and, and, and we did it ourselves. We 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 made her reliant on us. Yeah. I think so I think many because parents it's our, do it's that. our own ego. It's because yes. they want we want our kids to need us and to <laughs> right. feel needed. And then yes. we create this monster and the kids can't figure things out on their own. And I think we should definitely talk about this. In that, another oh, my episode. God, for sure. But, but let's let's get back to the housewives. So let's talk about. So I think one of the other things that I think really bothered me about housewives. Is that it seemed when they first started, they were. Friends. Kind of. And like maybe they did boring stuff like we might because they were doing housewifey kind of things right. like taking the kids to school. And now it's like there's barely any kids. It's all about them. And it's about where are they going on a trip? And, you know, it's, that, it's completely and it's unrealistic. Completely, there's nothing housewifey. It's like just a name now. It's it's just a name. It's just a franchise. Right, and right. it means nothing. And there's nothing there's nothing um real about it because everything is staged and set up. And even their interactions with each other. No, I know. You know, you know that some producer is feeding them something so that they fight. And like, I'm sorry, but do you if you have a core group of girlfriends, do you got do you sit and fight? I mean, do you have fights with your friends? First of all, I would never go to a restaurant and air my grievances with one person in front of the entire group. Of course. I would do it like quietly, one-on-one, because I wouldn't want to get the everyone yelling and cackling. The mob mentality. The mob mentality. And if I really value this friendship, I want to I want to have a heart-to-heart, one-on-one conversation. They never do that on the house. They always make it a group effort, a group attacking a mob mentality one well, against no, sometimes they, but I, they'll sometimes they take one aside. But the problem is, is that then everybody finds out about it. So whether they do it like, you know, they always meet for lunch because they're pissed at each other. So <laughs> can we meet and talk? And then like the two go and meet and then everything's fine. They kiss and make up and everything's fine until like, you know, 20 minutes later in the episode. And now it's you know, supposedly like a couple days later and they're out and then they get into another fight. And then there's, you know, so it's like it's basically and then you find out like these women some of them aren't even friends. They just film together. They don't know right. each other. And then when they're not filming, they never see each other. So right. sometimes they go like so eight they, months without seeing each other. And then all of a sudden they're back filming. So together. They really are like actresses. I mean, like sort of. actresses. Yeah. So that's, there's no real reality in right. reality TV. We all know this. This is not a secret. By the way, we're not hopefully ruining this for any of you because you probably already know this. Yes. Well, well, I well hope. <laughs> one thing about reality TV, which I when I really, really learned, I was invited to be on the Anderson Cooper show on a panel with Sarah Jessica Parker, who had just done a movie about, it was the movie like How She Does It with her and Greg Kinnear, where she's this mom who's like juggling, you know, we, they wanted all these mom influencers who, you know, are talking about the juggle. And and they so they, they invite me to come. They send a car for me. I'm going to be on this panel. 
Um, and I'm going to talk about, you know, how I really actually resonated with her character. Like, I felt like I also feel the pressure, you know, to, to do everything and be everything to everyone. I get there. The producer takes me aside and says to me, oh, you know, we this is what you're going to read. And it was like me starting an argument about her character. And it wasn't anything that I agreed to. So, and is it anything you would have said? No, I never would have even agreed to be on the, the panel right, right, if, I, if right. this was, you know, but it just shows you how, you know, things are set up. There's producers behind all these shows, you know, producing, they're producing the drama, they're producing yep. the conversation. Yep. It's not a natural conversation. Look, look at the way they go through Housewives. If they don't bring the drama, they're fired. <laughs> You know, and, exactly. and I, like I would last a hot minute probably because <laughs> I don't want like I run from the drama. Like Me I don't too. want drama. And my friends, we don't fight like that. I mean, right. yeah, I've had disagreements with my you know friend once in a while. And you either kiss and make up and you move on or, or you're not friends with them anymore. But, you know, uh, you know, if it's something really major, uh, you know, but I don't fight with my friends because then that's not a friend. Right. And also it's you about know? like, you know, as you get older, I feel like you you want to be a woman that especially if you have a daughter too, you want to be a woman that like has good friendships and good relationships and shows your daughter Correct. that, you know, this is, this is how to model like healthy relationships. Yeah. This is, you know, this is what you want. Cause as you get older, you know, you want to have people that, you know, will support you. Of course, not tear each you. other down. Right. You know, right. or like pick on your little mistake or you said this to me. And, and you know, sometimes like I've had a friend, you know, say something and like I take into account like maybe they've had a bad day they didn't yes. mean it whatever yes. you know and if it's like habitual and it's you know obviously a pattern if, if it's worth it I will mention something to the friend or sometimes it's just somebody that you need to like kind of move cut away out. from cut out I, I have literally you know? cut my list of friends to so few because them because I'm really like my, you know we're going to talk about aging parents but both my parents died both at 68 years old both really young I feel like both had really short, hard lives. And I remember my mother spent so much time like with these friends she didn't even like. She was trying to impress them. She was, she would fight with them. And and I guess, I guess to me, it was like, it showed me that like my life is about surrounding myself with people that want to see me succeed, that I want to see succeed. Of course. That we support each other. Lift each other up. That we know when to like, that we're not like, there's not this expectation of like, we have to, you know, go out every week at a certain time. We have to, like, it's not about the appearances. It's more about the substance, substance of relationships. And, and, and I think this is where I think it boils down to not only do the housewives hurt middle-aged women for how we're aging, yes. look, the way we oh. look, but I also think that they're hurting us for our relationships. If you are modeling, I mean, I hope women are smart enough to know. I mean, right. they should not be modeling them. Their, their friendships, friendships or their, or their looks, marriages or, or their marriages, the way they raise their children. Right. Um, after what they see, you know, thing is, most of these women have a lot of money or are pretending that they have a lot of money. Well, that's not, why they're all, a lot of them are going to bankruptcy because. Right. It was right. all it was all, you know, a sham. And yeah. They, and the husbands were stealing and they're in jail. But you're not seeing like the housewives. You, they don't have like poor housewives. <laughs> You're not going to get on there if you're poor, you know, so you got to like pretend or, you know, pretend that you're at the top of your game or on your way to the top of your game 
because they, you know, I remember when Bethany was first on, she was like the poor, the she one the poor New one. York yes. housewife. And by the way, she was the only one at the time that wasn't a housewife, but she like lived in a one bedroom apartment on the Upper East Side. She was like barely getting by. She was like Jill's pet. That's yeah. Why, that's why I think her and Jill like ended up. Yeah, well, friends. Jill, I don't think Jill was sincerely happy for her friend no, succeeding. She, she didn't really, like, she liked she, her being down. She liked her being yes. her little pet that she could take around right. on a leash with her everywhere. So, you know, and, and so that to me, like watching her, like, a meteoric her, rise. It was yes. amazing. Yes, and, I and, agree. And, you know, and by the way, um, my son and I, remember she had that show, Bethany Ever After? Yes, of course. I got um, so much, sw- I love that show. Yeah, well, I I was, my son and I are, well, my son mostly, and I'm in the background, but we were, we were, we were on it. And so I, I have that on our TVR. We have it set like I the episode. He was a baby. Show. I, I was really, I, I really was like rooting for her and Jason. I was, I really, no. I believe that they really like found each other, you know? Was, yeah. You wanted to believe it. Sad what happened, <clears throat> but yeah. So but maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe though it happened because of all this craziness that goes on this, on this reality show. Can't help. I'm imagining it can't help, you know, and uh, who knows? I mean, we're not in that relationship and, you right. know, I'm not really going to know, but at the time it was fun. That was a fun one. And then I ran into them. Did she like, she was really nice. Actually, it was really funny. It was funny because um, they were done filming and I, and, and I didn't know it was, I remember I saw my son, Liam and he, at the time, he wasn't even a year old yet. I think he was like 11 months or something. And I had this, this PR person or whatever. Somebody called me and asked me if I'd come to this event. It was for baby products. Okay. And I'm like, I, I can't, I don't know if I don't, I didn't have help that day. I didn't have a, na- a nanny. <laughs> I didn't have help. And, and I'd had a doctor's appointment in the morning and, and they're like, well, you can bring your son. It is a baby event. I'm like, oh, okay. But you know, it's also like on the Lower East Side and I live on the Upper East Side and I, you know, but like, we'll send a car for you. I'm like, geez, these people really want me to come first, you know? So they made it really easy. Send a car for me, throw my kid, you know, in his, car seat in the car. Oh, we wow. There was a car seat in the car. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, we go to this event and we get there. And as soon as I walk in, they're like, can you sign this waiver? Oh, I had gosh. no idea it was being recorded. Wow. Because I certainly would not have worn what I wore. And, um, <laughs> so I'm so like, funny. okay, I'm going to roll with this. And and sure enough, so they, they opened a scene on my son and uh, he made some noise. I remember like Jason, her husband said something. It was cute. It was very cute. And so we were done filming and they're, you know, so they're, they're like wrapping stuff up and she is kind of walking around because they were serving some of her food at this event. It was like in a kitchen kind of house scene. Um, but it was a brown baby products. So it was like high chairs and cribs and things like that. And um, so I'm tasting some of the food and, and whatever. And she and I started talking and then we kind of started sparring because I love her that she's got like that quick wit. She's very quick. And she stopped and she looked at me and she like looks me up and down and points me. And she goes, I like you. <laughs> you know, because I could keep up. Right, right, you know? right, right. You have to be it, quick with her. I was quick. I was on that day. I'd had a lot of coffee, I guess. And uh, it was cute. And, you know, it was fine. And so, I, you know, she seemed totally fine. And Jason seemed fine. And it was just like a normal. It seemed like a normal couple. Yeah, it's a normal couple. And then, ironically enough, it was like probably a year or so late, because I don't think they were married all that long. And I'm at a 16 handles picking my son up from preschool. So he's probably now three and I've got the baby, my other son, Owen with me. So now it's, yeah, it's probably like two years later and I'm in a 16 handles on the Upper East Side and she, and it's not, there aren't, there's like nobody in there really. It's pretty empty because it's like a weird time of day. And she walks in with Jason. Oh, wow. And I'm with like, a camera? no, no, oh, wow, no, they were just getting, own. I think. Yeah. And, uh, they actually live 
off camera? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and uh, they walked in and I remember being like, oh, my God, I'm horrified because my son, it was like pajama day at school. So he's like in pajamas. And I'm like, oh, my God, my son looks ridiculous. I'm like at 16 <laughs> handles in broad daylight. My child's wearing pajamas. But it was really funny. And and uh, I, I said hi to her and she didn't remember me. So you know, it was like, <laughs> oh, OK. You know, not that I not that I expected her to by any means. But I guess uh, let's end with this is like reality is not reality. It's so not reality. You know, try not to look, try not to like walk into your plastic surgeon's office, your dermatologist and say, I want to look like this. Right. Like, don't say, oh, I want her lips or, you know, her eyes. Because it might not go on your face. It's not going to. Exactly. And that's another thing. You know, I was recently a plastic surgeon and actually a dermatologist. And she had said that, you know, when people come in and say, oh, I want, you know, Bethany's you know, jawline, like you, you can't, you, you have to look at the symmetry of your face they, they, and they need to see what works with your face and, and build it up, you know, from the, from the top going down. You just put big lips on your face, on a face that doesn't have the right symmetry for it. It's just going to look like big lips. Well, I think that's on a, big, I, think on a face. You, I think you can see that these women are all starting to look the same. They look freakish. They, are, they don't look like themselves. No. And they look like they're wearing somebody else's face on their face. And and, and I'm saying they, I mean, not all of them. Some not of them still, them. not all, but I'm saying, you know, which ones I'm talking about. Yes, the ones I that do. They look like all the same. Yeah. And that's really sad because obviously they're not confident, you know, and I, I might not be either if I were on TV like that. Who yeah, knows? I, I feel like being on TV, you know, being under the scrutiny, you know, I actually just, I, I did a tweet of my, um, my veget my vegan plate for Thanksgiving. And <laughs> I saw that. Oh my God. I got so much i was roasted on twitter they called and then i put a picture of myself up to be like keep roasting me and they're like you are so ugly oh my you, god oh my god they were like they were like oh oh one of them said to me one of them said what's that is your nose okay is it broken because oh. i have a bump on my nose like yeah okay i i that i but it's so funny they said that because now imagine now imagine I, you're on TV oh and this God. is happening to oh you constantly. Uh, like, like you'd crumble. Well, but, crumble. but like I, I would. I, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but it's funny how the, the Twitter people they notice the flaw that I always notice every day. But can and I ask they you a question? It. Why would like why are we tearing everybody down like this? Like, I what gives somebody like I would never ever tweet to someone or put on Facebook. Or, I know. Instant like on someone's Instagram, like what the hell's wrong with your face? Well, like, you like, should. You should see. I mean, so mean. I mean, listen. These reality TV stars—they open themselves up for this, but <gasps> but, but at the same but time, but at the same time, but but they really do—they do get attacked for like oh my anything. God. But I was really, I, I was, I was so shocked because like I'm not a celebrity. Like I'm verified on Twitter, but that's because you know I'm an influencer. So I had to get all these verifications from the social media. You went from attacking my vegan plate to me personally to me right. saying that my nose has a big bump. I look like I was punched out. Oh my god! Yeah, you should. And I left a tweet up. So if you ever, you know, I don't know if it's gonna. I'm gonna leave it up so you can all go look at Melissa, <clears throat> Melissa S. Chapman. But there, I mean, they roasted my plate. Most of them, but some of them went after the way I look. And I thought it was really interesting. Like you know, but why are we tearing people? I don't understand right. what kind of culture. What and like, let's talk. How about the Me Too movement? How is this a me? We're not. I, I don't get this. Like I, I women and men, because let's face it, the men are also tearing us down and we're tearing men down. We not me personally. I'm saying as, as you know, a public. Like, where did we get to the point in this world and, and where you can you feel like you're justified 
Would you say that to someone to their face? No, but you can hide behind your social media account. And why would you ever do that? I can't even imagine saying that to someone. I I can't. I I think that we've become very bold about everything because because we can hide behind behind these social avatars and we don't have to ever really, you know, anyone can say anything. And and, and And there's no repercussions. There's no repercussions. And also, speaking of Me Too, you know, the, the, the saddest part about Me Too, I think, is that once you say something, it becomes fact. Whenever you say something online, it becomes fact until it's disproven. And once it it's, it starts going and yeah. it gets going, it's like, it's like a it becomes its own yep. beast. Yep. And then you just have no control over it. And it's sad because, and listen, I, I well, we both grew up in an age where like the way men treated you, you know, it was like that was just, certain things were just the way it was. And you knew the way it was going in. So you took precautions to, you know, politely. And, and, and I'm not saying it's right. But it's like, you're right there. But but I also like I worked in the early 2000s. I was I worked before. There was I, no me too. Then. There was no me too. Right. And I worked in a male dominated industry. OK, I worked in like technology and Internet. Oh, wow, and that was very was male dominated. It was very male dominated. And I liked being the woman in there that was like, hey, and you know what I learned? Either tough up and and stick. Because if I had made a stink and said, you know what you said, you just defended me. I wouldn't have been invited to anything. And I wanted to hang with the guys because I wanted to be able to knock down the same doors that they knocked down. So right. I was going to be a woman that was like not hypersensitive, didn't take, you know, the guys could joke with me. And I, you know, I knew what was a joke. And as long as you didn't touch me or right. harass me right. personally, right. we're right. cool. Right. And I have a good right. sense of humor about this right. kind of stuff. Right. I don't get offended very easily right. so, th- th- about so, that kind of stuff. So, so, so that's the thing is that, you know, there, there, there needs to be a line. I feel like where we're not all afraid to say every single thing we say. No, but 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 yet you can tear somebody down on social media and hide behind that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, you know, I always thought I was I was going to be like, you know, like a guy's girl. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to be like hang with the guys. And I remember, you know, walking in with all these guys I worked with and they were kind of first like, eh, you know, <laughs> and then they realized I let them know really pretty quickly that, yeah, I, I'll drink with them. I'll hang with them. And I'll like they can be like kind of crass in front of me. There was a there was a limit. They knew I mean, there was right. a line. Right. Nobody ever like her. You know, I wouldn't go. Now, I was harassed more and different. Not at this job, believe it or not. I was fine on this job. There was another one I had before where there Never would have flown in the Me Too movement. I mean, I could have some lawsuits, but it's, you know, I'm not, but I'm not, I'm also not really a litigious kind of person. And I'm not like, same, I'm same. You know, I, I believe that people sometimes make honest mistakes and you shouldn't sue them for them, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, my husband even said to me, he's like, how many men now are going to even travel with a woman? Like, don't you see this kind of backfiring in a way? Like, now that you've got what you want, women, do know that you might not be able, like, some guys aren't going to travel with it, you because they're afraid you're going to claim that they did something. You know, I mean, that's the thing is that anyone can claim anything. And until it's disproven in a court of it's law, fact. it becomes public fact. Yep. Yep. That's the he way said, it goes. She said, and then yes. there's a whole lawsuit and you can't say anything and everything gets. And it's, you know, I just it's it's kind of sad to me what's happened because like in, in one breath, I'm really glad to see, you know, women making strides. But at the same time, it's like, be careful what you wish for, because now it's kind of going in, in another direction. Well, it's becoming like it, it's changing everything. It is. It is. And it and is. from, you know, those of us who are mothers of boys, you know, we have to teach our sons like 
you better. I mean, I think there was like a, uh, I, I feel like I saw something recently in a movie where the guy was like, is it okay if I hold your hand? Is it okay if I touch your shirt? Yeah. Is it, there was something funny. It was, it was a joke, but it wasn't a joke. I know. Cause because, you can't just go in for a kiss anymore. No, can you? you? Can, no. And I, and I tell my son, like, you know, be careful. Like, just don't do anything. I know. It's sad. Oh my God. I'm, I would, but, but I, I don't, don't want know. people to read it, like, hear this and think, oh, we're like against the Me Too movement. No, cause I have a daughter too. And like, you no, know, of course I not. want her to be protected. And like, and I love the fact that, you know, she gets to have opportunities that I could never have. Like, she's in a, she's in a STEM program in college. That's all about getting girls into like science. But did you feel that? I don't know. Like I really didn't feel like I felt as a young woman. I really. Of course, there was a bit of it. There was a glass ceiling, but I always have this like, I'm going to like be the woman that breaks through and I'm going to. And I did in so many ways until I chose not to anymore. But, you know, what I set out to do what I wanted to do and I did it. And I don't feel that I was that I got there any, any problems. problems. Yeah, that I really didn't feel there were any problems. I really don't. And I would be the first person to say that there was a problem. And I can honestly say I look back at my life and when I decided to leave the workforce and go out on my own to do my own thing, that, you know, aside from like my first job out of college, there really wasn't any problems. My first job, there were some problems, but, you know, it was fine. Like I still didn't blow it out of proportion. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I just think that with my daughter, like she has more resources like in high school where I didn't have those resources. Like, oh, for sure. She was pushed, you know, she was it was stressed more to, you know, do math and science and all these internships. And I remember when I was in high school, like. I mean, I know it sounds so silly, but like we had, you know, cooking classes. Oh, see, I, do, I didn't I didn't have that, <laughs> which is so funny. But I think like I, think I learned I, how to do like chocolate covered bananas in high school. Well, I did that in grade school. I, I think I was really lucky. I think I kind of I went to this like private school and they were just kind of like, you can be whatever you want to be. Really and then, progressive. A little bit. And then my college was kind of like that. And then, you know, I had parents that were like, you need to go get an MBA. And I just had that ingrained in my head. And then, you know, I just kind of I'm not saying women were doing it, too. I'm not by any means saying I was like the first one to do any of that. But I just never felt that being a woman was going to stop me from doing what I wanted to do. Ironically, now I'm in a very female, you know, kind of world where I do like fashion and beauty, but I just love it. It just happens to be something I love and I'm doing what I love. And I think at the end of the day, that's what's important, that you do what you love to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, and I tell this to both of my kids, you know, do what you love to do. I was raised very different than you. I was raised to like only get married. Yeah. That was how I was yeah, raised. I was not. Like, you know, just like all that matters is that you have a husband. If you don't have a husband, then any degrees you have, any oh. successes you have, nothing's going to matter un- until you have that missus. And that's funny. That's why I got married so late. And I got married so early. And because I wanted to have a career. And then next thing you know, I'm like, you know, in my mid thirties and I'm like, wait, I don't have, now I want a husband. Now I want kids. And like, I'm like, oh my God. It was like, I turned around. Like I had no desire to get married in my twenties at all. I wouldn't have either if I was, but I was pressured to. Like, I had so much pressure on me. I wish that I would have. I feel like my life would be so different now if I hadn't um, been forced to get married. Yeah, and it's funny because I think now that I've had kids later and how much I love it and what a surprise it was for me, I wonder what my life, I think like maybe I should have done this sooner. I know I should have done it sooner. I probably would have had five kids. Like, I love it. And it's so funny because I didn't think I wanted any of that because I was going to be the woman that goes out and, you know, I don't need a man and I'm going to do go do all this. And then, you know, and then it turned out that that's really what I wanted. Like, not necessarily the man, not necessarily the man part, but, you know, like 
I love being a mom. Who knew? I found out late. Had I known earlier, my mom loves to joke with me. She's like, you'd have like eight kids. I'm like, I probably would. I love it. Love, love, love. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I love being a mom yeah, too. Like, but I, I didn't think I was going to want, you know, and 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 so it's been like the biggest surprise. By the way, I just want to wrap up because we need to wrap up. Yes. I want to wrap up on this note that I just said a reality thing and I caught myself and I always laugh whenever they say it on TV. And I'm like, I'm never going to say that. And I did it. And I am so embarrassed. But I just said at the end of the day, every reality person, every reality show, they always say, well, at the end of the day. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm never going to say that. And I just did. I caught myself and I'm like, oh, my God. Maybe you should be on a reality show, Lauren. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay, everyone. I guess we're going to wrap this one up. So we've been rambling on. We've been all over the place. But at the end of the day, don't be a housewife. Yeah, don't. Or or if you choose to be a housewife, do it on your terms. No, I meant a housewife on TV. Not like. Yes, yes. Be a be a housewife all you want. I meant a reality star. I meant a housewife of. We, We truly don't think anyone that we know should ever do reality TV because once the producers have your image and footage they can do whatever they want with it yep. so you know you want to just they can make you a villain when you're not a villain exactly right? yes okay take care everyone bye bye, bye.